Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This morning on the third hour of today, a very cheesy buddy up. Can it be too needy? You are over needy. See what happens when we learn the art of pizza making. Plus, Chanel logging some mural miles in Philadelphia. With the running group that's about more than staying fit. Then later, a robot rumble! Craig taking us behind the scenes of one of the craziest combat competitions you'll ever see. And we're talking turkey in today's food, a delicious way to turn those leftovers into a whole new meal. Today, Friday, November 24th, 2023. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. Al, along with Chanel, Craig, Dylan. Hopefully that tryptophan has worn off. <laughs> You're wide awake. Uh, but we are thankful that you are starting your day with us. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving? I think so. I, yeah. I, I think I did. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was great. That's I'm great. sure we had a great Thanksgiving. So obviously it's, bourbon was involved. You know, oh, you yeah. know what's funny? We didn't aren't celebrating Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. We're celebrating today. Oh, that's cool. Yes, because we have family who couldn't come down in, in, oh. until very late on Thanksgiving. Uh. I didn't want to start dinner at 6 o'clock at night. And they're like the family that provides all the other kids that sit at the kids' table. Uh. So now Thanksgiving is Friday. I love all that. Right. Well, Did you do you your go. list this year? Oh, the list is made. All right. The list has okay. been made for a so, long time. <laughs> so we've gotten through, most of us. Uh, yeah. through, How was uh, yours? Uh, you had the parade. It was the parade and then went out to dinner. It was great. Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, well, yeah. you know, we just went out. So but it, but what was nice, is we, we went to Danielle. Okay, <laughs> lovely, lovely restaurant. It's just me, Nick, and Deborah now. So it's, it's sad, really. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. It was no, I've been smiling about that for It was fantastic. <laughs> All right, so now what do you want to All right, so about? we're preparing for the holidays. And, of course, uh, here's the age-old debate. Okay. Uh, when do you put up your Christmas decorations, your holiday decorations? We put them up the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's, okay. that's pretty impressive. Uh, it varies from year to year. It usually depends on whether we... Let me re-ask that. When does Lindsay put up? <laughs> yeah. um, whether we've... If we haven't traveled for Thanksgiving, if we've stayed at home, then sometimes we'll put them up. We'll start putting up the weekend after. But they also go up in phases. Like, uh, yeah. okay. Lights, yeah. And, you know, the, the, all the other yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, everything's up by the first week in December. Mm-hmm. First week. So you don't know not to ask me that question. Because we travel for, for Christmas. December but, 24th. But this year, there was one night. Was that, oh, that was when I had COVID. So it was in 2020. Oh. And so I didn't have the bandwidth to do anything. Oh. And I, we didn't know how it was going to work. And you know what? Would My you- husband, in the middle of the night, like, Make Christmas happen. We woke up the next morning. He was a little elf. That was the, yeah. All the decorations. First week in December. You know, so so neighbor.com surveyed 2,000 folks. 34% start decorating the day after Thanksgiving. I do have family in town. They help with everything. We Uh, get all the, my mother in law's there. We get all the boxes out of storage. Right. Okay. 13% wait until tomorrow, uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving. 16%. Hold off until the first week of December. So as long as they're up by the end of the first week, it sounds like we're Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm How good. long do you keep them up? Oh. Um, uh, that, 
usually because we're away for the Rose Parade. So right when we get back, like January mm-hmm. 2nd, 3rd, Good. we take them down. So that that said, it, it's become kind of sad in our house because the kids are, are older now. So usually Courtney's not there now yeah. that she's got a kid. Uh, Nick, uh, Leela's in Paris. Mm-hmm. So it's just Nick. And Nick is kind of it's like, you are going to come over here oh. and you are going to have a good time <laughs> helping us. This is a family. Do you like it or not? And, you know, by, by the time we've got start to string the lights, he's gone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When do we take the Rockefeller tree down? January 6th. That's usually around. Oh, that's usually it was later. To do it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Because that's usually all, my for, sign. For our house, Ollie's birthday is January 2nd, which I feel like is the worst birthday on the planet because everybody is partied out. Oh. Nobody yeah. wants any more gifts. Nobody, right. Like, even he doesn't want any more cakes and cookies and gifts. Like, it's mm-hmm. done. So we get rid of all of, you know, the Christmas decorations mm-hmm. so that we can start, yeah, yeah. start anew. That's nice. So obviously, you're, but you're still drinking because your your camera's off. <laughs> That was last year, and that was a Christmas morning picture. Rusty was not having it. it. Brian clearly wasn't having it. We always look happy. Oh yes, so cute. All right, so so now this begins the holiday party season. Okay, Mm -hmm. so question is, how late is too late? Uh, to cancel on somebody. It, mm-hmm. I think it depends on the circumstance. Yes. Fair. Because if you've got like an emergency that comes right. up, I think That's it's right. perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, though, I'd say... You have a, to show up. Yeah. You do, but a week before. Yeah. Well, well, I think it also depends on the event. That's what right. If it's like a oh. sit-down dinner. Yes. Yes. Okay. Then certainly a week. Now, yeah. I will say, for me, if we have something, if I've, if I've had to spend money uh-huh. and, and, I, and we base how much we spend on the number of people coming. That's right. True. And then people stop showing up. Oh, like if you're hosting a party. Right. But yeah, like yeah. if it's a big party, it, two people it's not, not showing up. But if it's difference. a dinner party, to your point. Yeah, if it's a dinner That's party. That's fair. So right. there uh, are one of your favorite magazines, and I know Betty Joe's favorite oh, magazine. Oh, Southern Living. Southern Living, because I know uh, you guys got in the magazine well, for her, uh, her, her mac and cheese. Uh, it's based on the size of the event. For oh. small group gatherings, give three days to one week. Yeah, that's fair. Okay? That's fair. Uh, for larger parties, you give a notice within the week. And for event like a wedding or a fundraiser, you got to give uh, you got to give two weeks notice. Because they have a lot of people have the little you know yeah the, the seating arrangement yeah yeah, yeah. 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 the little okay. seating okay. arrangements. That, those all make sense to me. Yes, yeah. yeah. those seem like good, good. rules. Right, good yeah. man, good manners. Okay, this okay. has really nothing to do with the holiday, although. Uh, as family gets together with group chats, oh. they, they get oh, it. Like so, uh, 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 how, uh, yeah. How many group chats are you part of? When you Ooh, well, wow. including wow. ours. Yeah. yeah, we have like six different I ones. Yeah. There's some people included. So. I'm on at least. I'm probably on at least nine or ten. Okay. It's a large family one on Brian's side because Brian and I love them dearly. Brian's family up. talks about everything all, all the time. It's a running commentary. And it's everything. like yeah. nine o'clock at night is way too late for me yeah. for the ding, yeah. ding, ding. You, so I've silenced the notifications. You know, the, the best part of the, of the group chat, it happens a couple times a year. What? Someone responds to the wrong chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and oftentimes when it happens, yeah. it's not remotely appropriate or, or you <laughs> the chat that you're or in. you think that somebody isn't on the chat. Right. And you're talking <laughs> oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You don't seem like, like a you know chat. What? Group chat kind of guy. Well, yeah. Well, I'm on our group chats, yeah. and you know, we've got you know, you we got small like, pick gifts. Back yes, I like, like this. A lot of gifts. A lot of gifts. I like the gifts. You like know gifts. what stops his gifts? What? When you send him a gift of him. Uh, oh my <laughs> goodness! Because there are like dozens of them, and you respond to one of his gifts with like a real good gift. Did he say? I'm not playing anymore. Oh, I have a true story. Okay. I don't know why I'm sharing this story. So we did a, you know, I like my girlfriend getaways. And so we did, I think we were in LA or somewhere like that. And we were on the, 
like going to a swimming pool or something. And I had some new swimming suit or whatever. And one of my friends is like, oh, look at Chanel's butt or whatever she said, right? So she took a picture of me. <laughs> it's fine. It's not. It's fine. I it's, know this story. It ends here. Oh, you know yeah, what happened. Yeah. I you don't keep happened? going. <laughs> so she took the picture, but she was trying to tell me because I'm so self-conscious. And she's like, look, you're fine. Yeah. You know, whatever. So then I sent it. To, I thought I was sending it to them. This is a picture of you in a bikini. I wasn't in a bikini. I was in a regular bathing suit. But, but it was, you could see your butt. It was my butt. It was like actually just my butt. Yeah. I sent it to the mom chat group at school. <laughs> Everybody thinks you think very highly of I your behind. Get a load of this. <laughs> Check these out. Died. I forgot. We you were. You know I'm Christian because I'm turning the other cheek. <laughs> What to Dylan? Do you remember? I remember. I was what <laughs> horrified. You, what did you say after like, you said it? Horrified. You say I'm like, even now, why did I even tell y'all? I'm wow. horrified. That's, you say? that's literally a butt dial. I said, I am. <laughs> I said, I am so embarrassed. I'm so, and you know, <laughs> some of the moms are like, whoa, uh, you know. <laughs> Didn't you try to fix it by saying I, I meant to send it, send it to my husband? <laughs> I didn't even know how to be. And then I was like, I was with some girlfriends and like they were trying to tell me that the fit was okay. It was so bad. So bad. You, you know, you know it's bad when our producers in our ear go, wrap up, wrap, 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 wrap. Okay. Wow. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Whoa. Just ahead, you need to see what happened when the four of us buddied up for a lesson in pizza making. Then later, a run with a view. And not, not the one that Chanel provided. She hits the streets of Philly with a running group that so combines weird. fitness with art. And you won't be back for the rest oh, of the show. Exactly. So we don't I'm want like, people to think trouble. that you were, no, you, but you had I'm a previous a thing yet. Yeah, right okay. <laughs> gotta go do something with that mom's group. Third hour today, I'll be right back. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we are back with our series buddy up now if you've already had your fill of turkey some pizza <laughs> four of us got together for a cooking class recently to learn the art of making the perfect pie. All right, guys, we are at Pizza School New York City. Thought we'd maybe grab a little slice of life. Uh -huh. Oh, that's cheesy. Very cheesy. Extra Let's cheese. Go. Let's go. Class was in session at Pizza School NYC. 
For over 13 years, founders Mark and Jenny Bello have guided students through the basics of making the perfect pie. To date, they've made over 100,000. I've never made my own pizza. In your life? You've not never made your own pizza? No, actually, we've done it maybe well, once yeah, or twice. Taking it out of the box and out of the freezer. Yeah. After we washed our hands and suited up, it was time for school to begin. Or as we like to say, we're going to give you this information uh, on a knead the dough basis. Oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to show you guys how to make dough. All right. All right, so first thing is um, we have our yeast. To activate the yeast, uh, in this case, because we're going to be making what's called a quick rise dough, we're going to use some warm water. Okay. okay. Temperature, roughly 100 degrees Fahrenheit. You're 98.6 degrees on a good day, right? It feels warm to the that touch. Dylan, she's just yeah. colder than that. Oh, <laughs> wow. I knew that, knew that would happen. Uh, all right. <laughs> After stirring the yeast and water together, we added a bit of sugar, some flour, tablespoon of salt, and olive oil. We're doing a method we call the castle and moat method. What I want you guys to do is push your flour to the center of the bowl, okay. like you're making a sandcastle. All flour in the center. And then you've got that moat around the perimeter. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and add that liquid into your moats. Okay. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to storm the castle. All right. Oh, storm in the castle. Storm the castle. Storm in the castle. Wow, a group of class clowns was in need of some new material. Well, can you over-knead this too much? Or? Yes, you can. Yeah. You are can it be yeah, too yeah, needy? Yes, yes. You are over-needy. Yeah. No, you're good. You guys are good. How does it look, Mark? You have not gone past the point of dough return. Oh! He's here till Thursday. Yeah. Weddings and bar mitzvahs. We cut our dough into fourths, sealing it away for about 45 minutes so it could rise to the occasion. Soon, it was time to stretch. Yeah. Stretching technique. Yeah. Uh, on the same page. We have come up with a mnemonic, two words that has changed the dough stretching life of tens of thousands of people. <laughs> we call this soft bongos. Soft bongos. Oh, so watch. So what I'm doing oh. here. I hear the rhythm. So soft. <laughs> the softest bongos right here. Next stretching technique, we call this gravity. Gravity. You hold the edge oh, and you turn the dough. We even learned the art of the toss. Mark took our topping orders and encouraged us to think outside the pizza box. I'm gonna do anchovies with basil. I'm going to do uh, mushrooms and then I'll top it with basil. Top it with basil, okay, cheese-wise. Are we going shreds like I had? You wanna do a fresh What would you do? We have fresh mozzarella. I'll do fresh. The bomb. Mm, sausage, peppers, and mushrooms. Okay, and what kind of cheese? Shredded cheese. Shreds? Okay, you got it. Mark, I'm going to do sausage, mushrooms, and shreds. Yes. Cool. When we launched our pies into the oven, it was history in the baking. Here we go. All right. Wish me luck, guys. Great. 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 Finally, the moment of truth. Tasting a pizza are hard work. Okay, here you go, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. To pizza making. Really good. Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh, As we like to say, you've all graduated oh. uh, mozzarella cum laude. Yay! <laughs> all right. Four perfect pies, even though the people weren't. 
That was good pizza. It was so good. <clears throat> well, Pizza School NYC hosts in-person and virtual classes, and they're available for holiday parties as well. And get this, next spring, they're launching a pizza retreat mm. in upstate New York. Wow. So, sign me up. A pizza I'm retreat. I'm ready. I'd go. I still have my dough. In the freezer. Have you should probably it use that. I know. Yeah. I'm saving Why for a special occasion. No, use it now. Make more. Coming up before the New York City Marathon, Chanel laced up her sneakers to find out about a running group that's more than just exercise. Then later, Craig learns what it's like in the high-tech robot combat arena and tries to take down a Roker robot. Uh, it of course was he would. Quite the battle. Uh. We'll be right back. In case you hadn't heard, our girl Chanel, she pulled off a huge milestone this year when she ran the New York City Marathon. But before that, she went back to her roots for a run in Philly. She laced up her sneakers for a tour of Philadelphia unlike any other with a group that combines exercise with art. The murals in Philadelphia, they tell the stories of where we come from. And I think there's a natural connection between the strength and resilience that you see in those stories with athleticism and running and fitness as well. In the city of brotherly love, the murals are hard to miss. With over 4,000 public works of art, Philadelphia is known as the mural capital of the world. It's the backdrop for Mural Miles, a nonprofit organization that combines fitness and art. Craig Oppenheimer started the group after a run with some friends in 2021. Tell me what you think it is about running and art and fitness. Like, how does it all kind of fit together in your mind? We run past these murals all the time, and we don't stop to take a moment to learn who the artist was or learn the backstory about it. We go on group runs, we visit murals, and it's an art education and fitness experience all in one. I joined Craig and nearly 40 people for my first group run. Let's give it up for Chanel. Every month, members lace up their sneakers, posting their roots and mural stops on social media, inviting all ages, all levels, all for free. I like the opportunity to get to meet some of the artists who create these murals. It's a very diverse group of all different ages. All, everybody is from different places. What is it about running that you love? It makes uh, me feel that I can accomplish things, even though sometimes I think that I cannot do it. With every run, Mural Miles hopes to inspire people through movement and the art that's become unique to this city. For people who aren't from Philadelphia, why are the murals so special to this city? People are really proud of the murals that are in the neighborhood. They're a catalyst for change. They help make neighborhoods safer um, and more of an enjoyable place to be. Artists like Eric Oakday and David Gwynn are hitting the pavement too. And what does it feel like as an artist to receive this kind of support? You have a sense that people will see it, but you, you're gone. And so to have a group bring 100 people by your work, it's, it's amazing. Running with the group has been incredible. It's just a wonderful community. I'm not a runner and I've never run with a group. So do you think it helps when you're with a group, we're all kind of, you know, around the same purpose? If you're surrounded by people who are doing the exact same thing and are encouraging, it's an amazing opportunity to do something like that. All right, thank you guys for coming out. Today we're gonna run two miles. We're gonna stop at four murals. Before we got started, the group turned the questions on me. Why do you think Philadelphia is the best city in the world? <laughs> Philadelphia is honest. They love hard. This is a very special place, so I wouldn't try it. Right here. <laughs> the organization is also giving back by curating more art for the city, like this mural that kicked off our run. 
So this mural is called Equilibrium by Eric Oakday, 2022. Equilibrium is a mural reflecting the theme of movement, both literally and figuratively. Okay, let's run. Yeah. Autumn Revisited by David Gwynn, 2013. You get a cheesesteak after this. Convergence by Andrea Grasso, 2021. Finally, our last mural stop. So this is another one of David's murals. Give it up. For these runners, Mural Miles has helped them find more than fitness and art. They found community. This was awesome. Awesome. Still so proud. I know. And such a great tour. So yeah, proud. Yeah, it really is. Mm. Nice way to see it. Uh, Chanel, thank you. Mural Miles, by the way, currently raising money to create a mural that's specifically catered to blind and visually impaired runners. Mm. So you can head to their website to learn, out, uh, learn a little bit more about that. Awesome. All right, coming up, a first-hand look at a second-hand shop created by a fashionista who built an inclusive vintage clothing shop for all women. Then later in She Made It, Jill meets a mom whose daughter inspired her to think small, and it's paying off big time. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Vintage fashion is having a moment, for, but for some plus-size women, finding the right fit can be frustrating until now. I recently met the owner of a boutique here in New York that is stylish, fun, and fits just right. The plus-size shopping landscape is getting better, but we're still offered such basic clothes. Clothes that don't speak to me and that aren't inspiring. Emma Zack has always had a flair for style. Where did your love of fashion come from? It definitely came from my grandma, who I'm named after. My mom says that I am her reincarnated. She was a modern day size 14, so I grew up playing dress up in her clothes. That lifelong love of fashion turned into a business idea for others looking for size inclusive vintage finds. You had a full-time job, and mm -hmm. this was sort of a hobby of yours. How <laughs> did it grow into this? It was a way for me to hang out with friends. We would play dress-up and take photos in my backyard. It started as one rack in my basement, and then I would say it turned into seven racks. Those racks reminded her of a personal experience. I had to shop in the women's section, where my friends were shopping in the juniors section. I mean, my biggest memory is when I was bought mitzvahed when I was 13 and I couldn't find a dress that fit. And I so vividly remember crying in the dressing room. My mom still to this day talks about that because it was such a moment for the both of us. Emma wanted to fill that void in the vintage marketplace for women sizes 12 and up. So she started scouring thrift stores to resell on Instagram. How did you get from that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to focus on this full time? My mom, who's an entrepreneur herself, she was like, you know what, Emma, I believe in you. You can do this. So she quit her full time job at a criminal justice nonprofit and opened Berries, a thrift by appointment only studio in Brooklyn, New York. It can be really intimidating to come in here and not know your size. So I'm a size 16, but in vintage I wear a size 20. I mean, every time people come in here, they're like, holy cow, I have never found so much stuff in my size. Emma guides her customers through the store, helping them choose the right styles and encouraging folks to try pieces outside their comfort zone. 
and she prides herself on always being honest. If something doesn't look good, I will tell you. Oh, that's I, good. I, I that's promise. Rare. <laughs> As a plus size person myself, I want to be told the truth. You know what I mean? It's so hard for us to shop. She now works with thrift scouts across the country to find rare items while also supporting emerging designers. This rack is our collab racks. Oh. They're these oh button downs that I source and then I sent them to Lars Kemp, who's a designer in Oregon. And um, she added these little panels. Oh, I mean, it's really just cute. enough sexy, exactly. but you're still reserved. Exactly. <laughs> and talk to me about your skirt. So this skirt is made by a local designer duality junkie, and it's actually made out of boxer shorts. <laughs> Used boxer shorts? <laughs> oh, I sure hope not. Berries is full of bold patterns and playful cutouts, vintage silk shirts, lacy tees, and even some collectibles. I don't know if you remember in the 90s, Nicole Miller yes. was making these amazing silk shirts. And some of them are just so funny and random. <laughs> Look at this. While Emma is still selling her garments online, customers now travel, sometimes internationally, to get one-on-one -on -one time at the store. What are your customers say to you? I mean, they must feel so seen. Yeah, I mean, I just had a customer on Saturday come all the way from Toronto. They were like, I've been following you for years. Your studio was the destination for our trip. There's no better feeling for me to see someone feel good about themselves and what they wear. Since our story first aired, the business has expanded. And keep an eye on their Instagram page because Barry's hosts events and pop-ups. What a great idea. Yeah. yeah. What a great and idea. And great finds, too. It's awesome. Speaking of great ideas, here's another one. From fashion to a futuristic sport, hand to controller, robot combat. That's right. <laughs> I recently learned all about the National Havoc Robot League and find out, I found out what it takes to compete. The biggest thing is just showing up and competing. Even if that's with a wooden bot, you know, um, Lego bot, <laughs> compete. It wasn't too long ago that Johnny Supus was building his own Lego robots, but his more recent projects require a bit more engineering. What goes into making one of these bots? If you're designing it on the computer, that can take months. And then once usually you feel confident with the look of it, you spend a couple days assembling it, wiring it. Robot battling isn't the only thing Johnny juggles. This hobby, along with school, windsurfing, and guitar playing means Johnny's plate is full. How does a 16-year-old kid from the Bahamas get into this? Battle bots on TV. I was instantly captivated by these robots that were fighting. It was the craziest thing for third grade me to watch. Johnny jumped into the iSport with his robot Spartan competing for the first time in 2021 through the National Havoc Robot League. My biggest win was in that cage over probably the greatest robot of all time, Lynx. He had like some electrical issue in the middle of the fight, which stopped his weapon. And I was able to like, I don't know, capitalize quickly. But he got really lucky. Also known as NHRL, the league runs some of the world's most competitive combat robot battles. Started by a Connecticut native and entrepreneur Austin McCord, builders get to fight the remote-controlled robots head-to-head -head in the arena. But winning isn't the only upside. For some competitors like veteran Lucy Du, community is sometimes more important than the battle itself. If somebody is struggling, needs an extra part, they forgot to bring a spare, 
Everybody's really helpful and they like crawl over each other just to help each other. But Lucy doesn't need that much help. The MIT PhD student, who's also the captain of Team Valkyrie and a regular on BattleBots, knows a thing or two about slicing through the competition, having won it all back in 2021 with her 12-pound robot, Hot Leaf Juice. I didn't really expect it to quite be the robust machine that it ended up being. This year, she's back on the scene driving a 30-pound team bot. Tell me about uh, Kablooey here. Oh, excuse me, Kablooey Tango. This weapon type is called an undercutter, which is a big horizontal spinner, so it spins this way really fast. And it cuts at the bottom of people's robots. How fast does it spin? This one, I believe, is about 200, 300 miles per hour at the tip speed. All this talk made me want to get in on the action, but I needed some backup. So I brought in the man who started the league. You don't charge an entry fee. Not to fight, no. Why not? because we want to make it as easy as possible for people to come fight. You want to come watch, we'll charge you. What we're really out to encourage is to get people to be more creative, to put down the iPad, stop watching TV, and actually make something. After some practice. Johnny, you ready? Always. It was time for robots Melvin and Roker to face off. Three, two, one. Weapons on. <laughs> come on, Johnny, I'm a beginner. I'm tapping out. You ripped that uh, oh. that metal piece and you ripped into my, my top plate there. Okay, yeah. you had some success. Yeah. You won damage. You some damage. But as is the case in real life, Roker wins again. So we're, we're in the uh, NHRL off-season. Okay. Uh, well, they got to rest, right their gotta rest, gotta rest <laughs> the gears. Got to rest the gears. But plans are in the works for next season, so keep an eye out. But it really is a great way for kids to really learn about math, That's about right. science, mm-hmm. and how to apply those things. Like it's STEM with fun. There you yeah, go. Exactly. I love that. Well, coming up, it's She Made It, the inspiration behind a big business that's all about embracing the small things. Then later, we're going to turn yesterday's turkey into today's lunch in today's food. Third hour of your day, I'll be right back. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's time now for She Made It and proof that good things can come in small packages. Today, lifestyle and commerce contributor Jill Martin-Brooks recently introduced us to the mom behind Super Smalls. I always wear lots of jewelry. I love to dress up. And it was my then five-year-old daughter, Luna, who said to me, Mommy, I'll stop stealing your things if you find me something that's as beautiful as what you have. And I went and I looked and I couldn't find it. So I decided to create it. 
Maria Duenas Jacobs is the founder and chief creative officer of Super Smalls, an accessories brand for kids and kids at heart. When you were little, did you play dress up and you would put everything on all at once? I was born in Madrid. My mother is an artist. My father's an entrepreneur. Crafted as a little kid, dressed up. Halloween is still my favorite holiday. After high school, Maria moved to New York City to attend the Fashion Institute of Technology. You were very entrepreneurial when you started and did not take no for an answer. I was trying to piece it it together and figure out what I wanted to do. I studied fashion magazines like textbooks, and I had seen that stylists and makeup artists and hairstylists all were represented. And I called up the agents and I said, hi, I'm Maria and I'm an assistant stylist and I have more time. Give me the call that you would make to these agencies. I would say, you know, hi, Sally, my name is Maria. Uh, I'm an assistant stylist and I happen to have Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays available. And Mondays and Saturdays yeah. and Sundays. <laughs> Any day. <laughs> and I would get a phone call. And then from there, I also finagled my way into figuring out how to be a dresser behind the scenes at fashion shows, which was a dream come true. Upon graduation, Maria got a job as an assistant to a stylist at Glamour Magazine, working her way up to accessories editor. Then Elle Magazine came calling. And when you were three months pregnant, you went on an interview. I didn't plan to interview at three months. That is when Elle came to me. The fashion director then, um, Samira Nasser, was incredible. And I said to her, I really want this opportunity. I really know that I'm going to be amazing at it, but I, I need to let you know that I'm three months pregnant. She did not hesitate, and she said, congratulations, when can you start? Maria worked at L for four years. I was surrounded by, you know, the craziest, most beautiful fashion, all sorts of designers and jewelry. Was able to travel to Milan and Paris, really just living this, like, dream job. And while I was there, I had three daughters also. <laughs> Her daughters were the inspiration behind Super Smalls, which Maria launched direct-to-consumer in 2019. It's a line of accessory and activity sets that embody a fine jewelry collection, but encourage imagination and play. I very much believe in luck and creating my own luck, which is why I'm wearing this four-leaf clover. And we, I launched Super Smalls on November 11th, so 11-11, and our first Instagram post was at 11-11. It completely went bananas. It sold out in five days. Today, Super Smalls is carried by Nordstrom, Saks, and Bergdorf's, and even made Oprah's favorite things two years in a row. So are your kids your models now? They must be decked out. They they wear multiple pieces of jewelry to school, and then sometimes they'll come back with less. And they're so proud of it that they give it it away. And I had to explain to them, that's not how you run a business. So now they've learned it. So what advice would you have for other people in your position who are afraid to make the move from something consistent to something that is definitely not consistent and has challenges? I, I think similar to what I did. You don't have to do it from one day to another. You do it little by little. Make sure that it's something that you are really, really passionate about because it's going to take a humongous part of your life. And if, if you answer yes, 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 I got all those things, then then take the leap and believe in yourself. So cute, yeah, right? Yeah, you have a great idea. Jill, thank you so much. And this year, Super Smalls launched a holiday collection with both Christmas and Hanukkah activities, ornaments, and more. All right. Happy holidays. Well, coming up, the perfect day after Thanksgiving lunch, we're going to show you a delicious way to use that leftover turkey. Third Hour Today will be right back.
We are back with Today Food. There's a good chance you've got a lot of leftover turkey. So this morning, we're going to show you how to use it to make lunch. Food entrepreneur and author Rachel, Rachel Mansfield has earned a loyal social media following with her delicious recipes. She's going to show us how to make a turkey Waldorf salad that you're going to want to gobble up. Rachel? Hi, friends. Welcome to our kitchen for our post-Thanksgiving lunch. Now, today we're going to be making my turkey Waldorf salad. This is one of my family's favorites to have for the day after Thanksgiving. So you can use white meat or dark meat for this, which I love. I like adding the turkey to my stand mixer. It shreds it perfectly. Absolutely love that. First, you're going to take the shredded turkey, dump it into a large bowl. Now, I love the mix-ins in this salad. We're going to use Granny Smith apple. You can also use a Fuji apple if you prefer. Some red grapes. My kids love grapes, so they love this. Some chopped pecans, or you can use walnuts. Then we have some celery we're going to add to this. So we have all of the mix-ins in the large bowl. Mix it on up. I like the turkey to be in a super fine consistency and shredded similar to like when you have tuna salad. Now we're going to make the dressing. So you're going to need about a third cup of Greek yogurt or sour cream. I like using the yogurt because it also adds more protein to this too. Then a third cup of mayonnaise. This is an avocado oil mayo too, which is delicious. And some Dijon mustard, about two teaspoons. I'm a big Dijon girly, so the more the better. Then you're going to want to add some salt and a little pepper. And then mix this right up. And you want it to just be like evenly combined. So once it's smooth, creamy, and combined, you're going to add it right into the bowl of turkey. It's something that you can even like batch cook or prep earlier in the week and have for like a quick and easy lunch throughout the week, not just the day after Thanksgiving. This is the consistency that you're looking for. This is actually like the perfect ratio of dressing to turkey right now. I'm very excited. Now, when it comes to serving this, you can either serve it over a salad. So I have a bed of lettuce here, or you can turn it into a sandwich. So this is a sourdough bread that I'm going to be using to make the sandwich. Any bread you want is fine. Hot tip, use like a cookie dough scooper, ice cream scooper. It gives it like that perfect scoop that you're looking for. And then add it right on top of the bread. It looks absolutely amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming to our kitchen today. I hope you try this recipe and have a wonderful rest of your holiday season. Good. A good turkey oh, yeah. salad. Yeah. Always nice. A little cranberry in I there. Sign me up. <laughs> All right. For this recipe and more, head to today.com slash food. And we'll be right back with the third hour of today. Monday on the third hour of today, Nora Jones and Leve performing live in Studio 1A. Hoda and Jenner coming up next. Enjoy your Friday and have a fantastic weekend, everyone. It's a good Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.